nationally syndicated media personality and author Sheila Zielinski, a.k.a. Weekend Vigilante. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only program to bring you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God with a focus on spiritual warfare. And now, here's Sheila. Never before in history have we seen such an urgent need for spiritual warfare. Are you desiring a powerful and successful prayer life with other like-minded prayer warriors? That's what we have put together in SWAT Prayer. SWAT Prayer allows you to join like-minded prayer warriors across the West and worldwide. So you simply go to SWATprayer.com. You type in either your city or your state, you hit enter, you see this SWAT prayer icon that comes up on the screen, you click on that icon, that is your state leader. Simply connect with them and they will put you in touch with prayer groups in your state. God is raising up a powerful body of spiritual warriors ready for battle. Spiritual warfare attack teams that are storming the gates. We are fighting a spiritual battle, and as Christians, we can make all the difference in warfare prayer. As Christians, we are given the power and authority. It's our responsibility to use the tactical weapons that God provided to storm the gates. Never before in history has warfare prayer been so urgently needed. As Christians, we can make a difference. Go to SWATprayer.com today. Well, everyone, you're in for a very special treat, an incredible topic today. Sharon Mulkey, pastor from West Coast Church of Deliverance. Such a pleasure to welcome back Sharon Mulkey. Sharon, welcome back to the program. It's a pleasure to have you back on. Sheila, it's a real pleasure to be here with you again. You're an esteemed talk show host, and I love your audience, too, because they really want to know what's going on. Well, I'll tell you, I have the best audience in the world. I always say that, and it's not... <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> and it's not a flattery thing. I really have the best listenership out there because they really are pursuing the deeper things of God. They want the truth in this world that is so abhorrently inundated with falsities, fake news. I mean, that's the order of the day. Nothing much surprises me how absolutely dumbed and numbed people are. There is so much coming out, especially our young kids. It is abhorrently obvious to me the level of mind control that goes on. Absolutely. And I feel that we're living in a day and age of... Um survival. But this is a great quote I want to share with you. It's by Virginia Long, and she was a cancer survivor. But to me, this fits so much. It says, to educate is to give power. To give power is to gain control. To gain control is to reduce fear. And to reduce fear is to give hope. And hope is life's key to survival. Mm. And with our ministry, with Monty and I, um, we like cornbread and grits, they call it, you know, <laughs> stuff that'll stick to your ribs. And it's it's help for today, but and it's hope for tomorrow. And it's practical applications on what can I do in this crazy, insane world so I don't get swept away. Yes. And this is where a lot of people are feeling is like they have fell out of the boat and they're just being washed downstream and they have not been taught how to anchor themselves. So today I thought we'd go into a little bit of giving people help for today and hope for tomorrow. We're calling this show today the psychological bombing of America. And it really is a steady inundation. We're getting a steady diet of this stuff. We're going to talk about the level of absolute mind control. We're going to talk about the Tavistock Institute. We're going to talk about so much more. So I'll hand you the mic, Sharon. Take it away. Okay. A lot of people are feeling overwhelmed and out of control. And we're becoming aware of more and more events that are tragic, that we don't seem to have any control over. And then there's all 
all of these events happening that we're not being informed about that are really impacting our lives. It's coming at a very rapid pace. You know, we have the terror attacks, the spread of Zika virus, water disease, and all the lead in Flint. And then you have, you know, continuous, they're trying to make all this black hate white and white hate black uh, with our police forces. And it just goes on and on. And people, you know, you'll notice this as you walk down the street, that they're not smiling. A lot of people tell you that they kind of feel depressed or listless. Up to 15% of adults in the United States over 60 exhibit PTSD. Homelessness among the elderly is increasing and expected to leap 33% by 2020. And economic hardship, especially among women, because we die before men. I mean, things are just skyrocketing up. You know, autism now is one in every 28 kids and used to be one in 10,000 and real rare. And we could go on and on. But what I want to do today is people know the bad news, but I want to help them understand that this has all been planned. This is not by accident that they're doing this to America. And that's why I call this the psychological bombing of America. And I'd like to share with your audience, well, where did this come from? This has a definite root. And a lot of times if you give people awareness and understanding, it gives them a bigger sense of being able to cope and go, okay, I know what's really going on now. And then they can start to be more discerning about the news they hear, and they can be a more educated and a a more informed listener, like the fake news. I thought that was interesting how they've quit using the conspiracy theory because so many of those were right. And then I think in our government, you know, they don't pay attention to us. The focus seems to be more on intimidation and control than addressing our needs. And we're surveilled through our phones and laptops and TVs and, you know, the microwave, the coffee pot. And the mentally ill are locked away in solitary confinement and left there to die. Uh, young people can't even get a college education hardly today without being crippled with debt. But Sharon, even if you get a, an education from these indoctrination centers and the socialized education system of university, that's a nightmare. Exactly. And it was planned to be that way. See, people need to understand that nothing happens by chance. Our pastor told us years and years ago, if it happened... It was planned. And just knowing that gives you a sense of control and less of a sense of feeling out of control. Uh, Most bankruptcies that people have nowadays are directly related to medical costs. People's prescriptions, they're tripling and quadrupling for no reason except they can. You know, people are afraid of being destitute in their older age. And every 10 years, you know, there's a cycle of finance that every 10 years they raid your 401ks and all of this. It's, It's so cyclical. I mean, that would be an interesting topic sometime. But people, they have husbands and fathers, they're in prison, and it's coming so fast. People are really breaking down under the strain, Sheila. And this is where my heart really goes out to. People, once they know the origin of something, it's helpful. But overall, God has answers. And God was not taken by surprise in the day and age that we live in. He has made provision and protection for all of the things that we're going through in this day and age. What I would hope to do in this program is validate what people are feeling and what they're sensing. You are. It's true. We believe you. And that's the first part. And that lowers the level of tension in a person just to realize that, yeah, I, I'm feeling this way. And, and yeah, I validate that. That is happening. There are answers. But I think one of the things that is so wicked about what they're doing is that whenever you have pain and emotional pain, and the children of traumatized people carry that legacy of pain in their brains and their bodies, making them more vulnerable to the d- disease, mental breakdown, addiction, violence. And so the problem just seems to compound. You know, we have 2.7 million children in America have a parent that's locked up. You could spend three hours on the effects of not having a parent in childhood. But here's what we're seeing in the American public, at least what I'm observing, is I'm seeing a rampant resignation and then now a denial and almost a denial unto destruction. There's this fatalism. You just, oh, it's futile. It doesn't, nothing we do helps. This helplessness that people feel in an overwhelming event or disaster, and especially they keep coming and they keep coming. Well, then this leads to a willing abandonment of reason and perception. So this is why people's perceptions tie into their belief systems and you can't even talk to people. And so in order to stay sane, 
their attitude is, oh, just forget about it. So we have more distractions. We have bigger Super Bowls. We have more entertainment, more sex, drugs, shopping, finger pointing, or we turn in on ourselves. Ourselves, You know, the divorce rate goes up. Every negative thing increases. And so many of our common diseases and body breakdown mm. that they're classifying as diseases is just related to the stress. But let's go, Sheila. I always say, you know, in Hosea, it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge yeah. and a knowledge of the truth. And no one can resist what they can't detect. But then the next step is, okay, once detected, what can I do about it? Is my life really as hopeless or helpless as they tell us it is? You know, are we really uh, helpless to do anything? Uh, we don't have control over our own destiny as they say? And who are the they and what are they saying? For those that want to know the truth, Sheila, God promises in his word, he says, I will guide you into all truth. Amen. The problem is people get to a certain point and they hit a wall. And we see this so often in church, they'll come and they'll be getting deliverance, their life will be getting better. And then all of a sudden, God's word will say something and they'll go, no, I don't believe it. I don't I don't want that. And so from that moment on, their trajectory changes. They're no longer seeking after truth because they have stopped at that truth. And wherever we have seen a person stop at receiving the truth, God doesn't bring any more truth to them. And so they go off into delusions and fantasies and, you know, whatever society is teaching them. But for the people that keep going, like your listeners on your show, Sheila, they, they hear one truth and they go, okay. It may not be pretty, it may not be pleasant, but they know it's the truth and something inside them says, this is the truth. I'm going to keep walking this way. And Dr. John Coleman really did the initial and very extensive work on the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey everyone, it's Sheila Zelensky. Folks, did I tell you I'm boycotting Starbucks? Listen, I have been on the hunt since I did that expose for a 100% Christian-owned coffee company. And I'm excited to tell you that I not only found one, but I bought their coffee. And you know what? The only reason I agreed to promote it is because I love it. It's the best coffee that I've ever had. And that's not a line. You know how most people just say that? Well, I actually drink this coffee. I've given it to friends and family and even my staff. And you know what they all say? How do I get more of this coffee? And guess what? For Sheila's listeners, you take 10% off your purchases. You can't get any better than that. Folks, it's that good. And here's the kicker. When you buy bestdayevercoffee.com, you support other like-minded Christian businesses as we march toward the mark of the beast. Hey, shouldn't we be supporting our brothers and sisters in Christ? And why buy from big box stores? Their coffee is stale. Listen, you wouldn't eat stale popcorn. Why drink stale coffee? And check out the flavors. Try a whole bunch of different kinds and discover your favorite. Listen, go to bestdayevercoffee.com now and use code Sheila at checkout. Drink fresh, drink bestdayevercoffee.com. You're watching the Sheila Zielinski Show. The Tavistock Institute of Human Relations. They kept themselves so well hidden that even when he presented his paper in 1969 on the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations and Britain's control of the United States, no one really paid him much attention. And this Tavistock began as a propaganda creating and disseminating organization centered at Wellington House, where the original organization was put together with the intent of shaping a propaganda center that would break down the stiff public resistance being encountered to the looming war between Britain and Germany. They wanted this organization to be capable of manipulating public opinion and directing the manufactured opinions down the desired pathway to support for a declaration of war by Great Britain and Germany. This is kind of the very beginnings, because people never want war. Of course, this was funded by our uh, British royal family, and then later by the Rothschilds. Man, the Rockefellers are in everything rotten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, two Americans, Walter Lippmann and Edward Bernay, and everyone's probably pretty familiar with them and their work on mass marketing. You know, why do you have eggs and bacon for breakfast? Because you were told to, yeah. you know, and on and on. But they were appointed to manipulate the British and American public and perception to do this. 
and they directed President Woodrow Wilson. Very interesting how they started this. They started with a small paper and they answered questions to correspondents. And of course, when they answered these questions, they were always clever at printing half-truths and partially true. So people started, their opinions and ideas started changing and they weren't even aware of it. And pretty soon the paper got bigger. And creating public opinion is no less than mass brainwashing. And their goal is to remain hidden. And they did that so well. They're so clever at making you think that you're thinking your thoughts. You know, the whole reason that they started was to destroy Western civilization. That was their whole purpose. But, you know, they always put chocolate around the mothball, I say. Now, the Tavistock, I don't want people to miss this part, is that the Tavistock Institute really is just a segment or a branch of the Committee of 300. And people have been, you know, coming against and binding and praying over the Illuminati and this. Well, that's just one little segment. The octopus head is more centered in that Committee of 300. And like I say, Dr. Coleman did such fantastic work on that. He's got books out on that. And they are into so many things. They're just into everything everything. What I see here is what happened in World War II. I think people are going to start to connect the dots pretty fast, Sheila, on this. You know, they set up the core of Britain's Psychological Warfare Bureau in 1922, you know, with a Major John Rawlings Reese, and they used all these poor British soldiers as guinea pigs. But it was intentionally for psychological warfare. And what happened was that Lewin became the director of the Strategic Bombing Survey, which was a plan for the Royal Air Force to concentrate on bombing German worker housing while leaving military targets such as munition plants and all of the Rothschild estates and any estate that any New World Order person had, they never had one bomb drop anywhere near them. They left them alone because the munition plants on both sides belonged to the international bankers who had no wish to see their assets destroyed. At no time in history had this been done before where they started to target civilians. It used to be when men went to war, they fought against other warriors. And now this is a whole switch to show you just how evil this was. And so they did all of this investigating and the turn now, what we're feeling the effects of now, is that the research was directed towards civilian rather than military applications. The idea behind saturation bombing of civilian worker housing was to break the morale of the German worker. It was not designed to affect the war effort against the German military machine. Lewin and his team of actuaries reached a target figure that if 65% of German worker housing was destroyed by nightly RAF bombing, the morale of the civilian population would collapse. And the actual document was prepared by the Prudential Assurance Company. Now, and one night alone, the firebombing of Dresden killed over 125,000 people, mainly old men, women, and children. There was no military reason to do this. And, of course, they kept this, like a lot of other things that they did, secret for a long, long time after World War II. But this is where... What they did and the research, and they had many studies done on the effects of civilian bombing. And did you know that FEMA is a natural successor to the Strategic Bombing Survey of World War II? Dr. Kurt Lewin, the theoretician for what the Tavistock conspirators called crisis management, was deeply involved in the study. They took all of that information, turned it into a very systematic, methodical plan to turn the gun on the United States of America. And for 45 years after the end of World War II, it is still Tavistock that has its hands on the trigger and the weapon is pointed at the United States. Kurt Lewin was actually 
a German refugee. So, and then he became the director of Tavistock in 32. And it was actually him that not only went to the United States as a refugee, but he was the first of really many infiltrators. And he set up, of course, the good old Harvard Psychology Clinic, which is straight out of the pit of hell. And that sort of really originated, Sharon, the whole propaganda campaign to turn the American public against Germany and really involve America in World War II because they weren't even getting involved. No, 86% of the American public did not want to go to war because they saw the effects of World War One. Yes. You know, and Margaret Mead was all a part of this and the research that she did on the studies in Japan. And of course, John Rawlings Reese, he got promoted to Brigadier General for his horrible work that he was doing. And these test results were given to FEMA. And it's the Irving Janus report it said was of great value in formulating FEMA policies. In case you ever thought that FEMA was your friend, you need to realize that FEMA is not your friend and it's not going to be there when you're in trouble. Janice used it in a book, which he later wrote entitled Air, War and Stress. The ideas in his book were followed to the letter by FEMA during the Three Mile Island Crisis. So here's the, it's real simple. What they say is you simulate a succession of crises and manipulate the population following the Lewin terror tactics and they will get the desired response every time, which is to terrorize the American people, they're anti-nuclear, whatever they want to do. They use that simple formula. One thing that was very interesting, and this will be for the ladies, that they found out that they believed that women couldn't really lie. <laughs> that amazing. <laughs> it's like, where did that belief system come in? But they found out very, very early that social control on a wide scale can be achieved by using the news media to bring home the horrors of a nuclear war and the television set. You get mass media and then mass media over TV. And now you have mass media over every electronic device that you have, your little smartphone, your dumb phone, whatever, all these phones, iPad, UPad, EPad, it's everywhere. But they discovered that women's magazines were very effective in dramatizing the terrors of a nuclear war or educating people that don't vaccinate their kids are, are hurting the country and they should be locked up. They had Tavistock employees write these articles for women's magazines as a way of creating opinions and shaping their belief systems and people don't even know it. Yeah, that's right. They don't have a clue. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you want a more powerful and successful prayer life? Would you like to see results? God intended you to have victory. So then why does it seem like your prayers seem to go unanswered? Could it be that a key element of praying powerfully is being left out altogether? Discover the one thing the enemy does not want you to know that can make all the difference. This is a practical and easy to use powerful book where we lay out a powerful blueprint for real results. You can step into that powerful place of authority and begin to experience the outcome that you've been waiting for. No matter what is going on in your life, you have the power to change things through prayer. And do you know prayer is different than warfare? It is time to step out now in power and achieve results. Get your copy of Power Prayers today. It's warfare that works. Find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and get it brought into your local Christian bookstore. It's warfare that works. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. You know, I don't know who I dislike more, George Soros or Henry Kissinger. They're right up there at the top of my list. But, you know, it was interesting that Henry Kissinger was a student of Sir John Rawlings-Reese at Schaeff. And Dr. Peter Bourne was, of course, a Tavistock mm -hmm. Institute psychologist. He actually picked Jimmy Carter for the president solely because, well, guess what? Carter went under intensive brainwashing by this whole experiment that they coordinated. So you not only have the American Jewish Congress involved in this whole thing. But then you've got Stanford, you've got Harvard. It's a mind numbing network here, isn't it? Well, you know, it's so ironic, isn't it, that all these prestigious schools that you want your kids to get into are really hotbeds of um, the New World Order indoctrination, you know, Georgetown, all of those. And that's pretty sad. I mean, because they're all involved in this, but they have this facade of being so advanced 
that they have put out. They've done their PR good. And it costs a fortune to go to these schools to get totally mind controlled. But what, you know, Sheila, if anybody tasted arsenic, they go, oh, that's arsenic. But if arsenic is in cupcake icing, people go, oh, this is sweet. I like this. Let's have some more. And that's how they do it. And they do it with a collection of untruths, non-facts, innuendos are really used, conjectures, but they're based entirely upon false premises. And, you know, when kids first start school, they believe what their teacher says because they, God put it into kids to listen to their parents parents to believe their parents. And of course, they were supposed to teach the kids right things and good things. But that was taken advantage of with our public school system, which was hijacked many, many years ago. And so kids don't even know that they're being taught lies. I call it the parrot syndrome. They just parrot what everybody else has told them. And that's so true even in the church realm. But people aren't aware. They are so sneaky and they don't play by the rules. And this is where the American public, you know, we, oh, give the guy another chance. We'll think the best of you until we don't. Well, sometimes we're almost a little bit too forgiving and not naive, but we just think the best of everybody. And maybe we should be just a little bit more cautious (laughs) on all of that. Yeah. Well, and I wonder how many Americans know this, Sharon, especially the Christian population, that even the whole counterculture of LSD, that was all created by a Swiss drug firm that was actually one of the financiers of Hitler, of the whole Nazi regimen. And the CIA actually funded this LSD counterculture of the 1960s, the whole student revolution. That was financed about $30 million from the CIA. And then enter, of course, the part of the MK Ultra was the human ecology fund by the CIA. Mm-hmm. Dr. Herbert Kalman of Harvard actually carried out these experiments. So when you really look at the whole big, huge octopus tentacles of this thing, it gets into everything from our present day pharmaceutical companies. It gets into these extensive MK Ultra programs. I mean, it is frightening. I was doing some research and of course I have a, a real love for medicine, real medicine. But before World War II, the pharmaceutical companies like Bayer and a bunch of others, they had huge plants and they were very instrumental in what went on in World War II. And they were very instrumental in a lot of the concentration camp things that went on. So there, there's so much truth that we haven't been told about the pharmaceutical companies and how they treated the people. That was such an eye opener for me. Well, and that ties into the most powerful German economic corporate emporium in the first half of the century. That was IG Farben. IG Farben being the powerful cartel of BASF, Bayer, and other German chemical and pharmaceutical companies, the single largest donor to the election campaign of Hitler. In fact, if they hadn't donated something like half a million marks to Hitler and his Nazi party, well, maybe he wouldn't have rose to power. But IG Farben was the only German company in the Third Reich that actually ran its own concentration camp. And I'm sure it wasn't a coincidence they built their plant in Auschwitz, the Zyklon B gas, which killed millions of Jews and other people. That was produced by their subsidiary company, Degesh. So think about that. All the nightmarish experiments, frightening. And, and how that ties in today, think about the marriage of Monsanto with Bayer. We know Monsanto's reputation for deadly trails of everything from disappearing wildflowers and butterflies to poverty-stricken families farmers forced to buy its seeds and pesticides. I mean, that is a match made in hell right there as well. Oh, they're evil from the root up. I mean, see, this is the genius of it, isn't it, Sheila? I mean, this is pure genius. You really got to admit that. (laughs) We are paying for our own destruction. Here again, what they've learned very well is language and the words that you say. We want change. When you say that to me, I say that to you. It's totally different than what they're saying. They have a special code of words, and I know you you know all of this, but the American public hears these words, oh, good, everything's going to get better. That isn't what change means. <laughs> it's like the we, Obama thing. What, what did they always say for four years? Hope and change, right? Right. It was actually hopelessness and destruction, but they told us. See, this is another thing that they tell us all the time what they're going to do through the movie 
humans, through lots of different things. And of course, we just think it's sci-fi and science fiction. And that's part of their code of honor, I guess, if they have one, is that they have to tell people what they're going to do to them. And so they do. And you look at all these old sci-fi movies. I mean, it's like, wow, that's what's happening now. And this was like 20 years ago. You know, Brave New World, all of these books that are written by all of these people, you know, it's predictive programming. And they're conditioning us and lowering our resistance with it. One of the things, you know, it stated that they wanted to demoralize the German worker. And the meaning of demoralize is to deprive a person or persons of spirit, courage, and discipline. Isn't that something? And to throw a person into disorder or confusion, to bewilder. Uh, One of their examples here from the dictionary was, we were so demoralized by that one wrong turn that we were lost for hours. Here it just shows you the mental confusion and stupor that comes over with the spirit of demoralized. And this is what they've done to America. They are depriving us. And the American people have such spirit and such courage and discipline. And the American people have they just, there is something special in a sense about them. And the New World Order hates that. We're independent thinkers generally. We're pioneers. We go out there. We try something new. We're not afraid to fail. And that's not like the rest of the world. We always used to say it's like those that came to America came because they had this kind of a spirit. The rest stayed in Europe. And look where Europe's at today. Totally overrun. But this is why they don't like the United States, why they have targeted us, especially because they hate the people of the United States and they see what the spirit of the people can do. And other people that come to our country often have this same spirit. They see the future. They're a visionary. They, they see things. They create things. They build things where the rest of the world just copies whatever we do. But they hate this. So we are being targeted for that reason. Another thing I want to bring out that we've noticed is the process of reactivation. When a person gets traumatized, and from Greek, the word trauma means to wound. Okay, let's say, Sheila, by accident, you put your hand on the stove. You had an electric stove, you know, not a gas one. You didn't know it was on. And you got your hand burned pretty bad. Well, it doesn't take long that every time you go to the stove, you're very wary of that burner. And that can even come back into your mind, not only the physical pain, but emotional pain. So with all the traumatization and all that they're doing to America, we're wounded. And so they keep showing old World War II movies. And that reactivates and cements those inherited emotional patterns into not only the original person, but also the generations after them. Have you thought about all the World World War II veterans coming home? See, and so their families are living with that. And so they have all these old war movies. And it's like, it's not sadistic, but I don't know of a good word, but it's like you're you're drawn to that. It's like uh, people that just have to go to horror movies and be scared to death. It's like they just have to do that to get re-traumatized. It's like something inside them just keeps going to that place to put your hand on the stove again. These patterns we know can be passed down generation to generation. And as they're passed down, it becomes almost worse, like say in the second generation or third generation, they're hypersensitive. So they're not, it's like their nerves are raw. It's like you're not dealing with a person that's whole. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And there's just something inside of people that does that. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Green New Deal appears to be the number one headline in the news, and it is not going anywhere. But is this New Deal really new? This green agenda is not about saving the planet as its creators are quick to espouse. It is instead the re-implementation of an ancient pagan imperial doctrine that seeks to destroy the world's nation-states, implement global governance, and drastically reduce the world's population. The new religion of Gaia is in fact a revival of paganism that rejects Christianity altogether and considers its followers to be its biggest enemy. Gaia is a cunning mixture of science, paganism, eastern mysticism, and feminism and has made this pagan cult the fastest growing religion on the planet. 
It views the Christian faith as the only obstacle preventing the formation of a global religion centered on uniting all forms of life around the goddess of Mother Earth. In her critically acclaimed book, Green Gospel, author, researcher, and broadcaster Sheila Zielinski demolishes what you think you know about the Green New Deal. She exposes how the claim that the human-induced global warming and the Green Agenda were diabolical plans deliberately hatched decades ago by the UN and are the greatest frauds of our time. Green Gospel unpacks the greatest deception of our era and takes you through the astonishing who, what, when, where, and why of the Green New Deal and explains what it's really all about. Get your copy of Green Gospel today. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. Some of the other things, I think people maybe will recognize this in their life, Sheila, with demoralize. It cripples, it dampens, it debilitates, dejection, discouraged, disheartened, disorganized, psyched out, take apart, unglue, dispirit, disturb, embarrass, sap, undermine, unsettle, upset, weaken, abash. Damp, disarrange, disorder, enfeeble, jumbled up, muddled, rattle, shake, blow out, blow up. What I do when a person comes to, to our, our church for prayer is I will just listen to the person talk. And as you listen to people talk, the words that they say are giving you clues to what's really inside trying to tear apart their lives. Oh, I just feel dejected today. Or, oh, my spirits are dampened. Or, oh, you know, they don't realize how much of what's going on inside of them comes out in their speech. And people can use this for their advantage. Just listen to what you say. And that will kind of give you an idea of what is happening on the inside of you. You know, shock, the shocking of America, it's a sudden and a violent blower impact or collision like the Twin Towers. Also, when John F. Kennedy was assassinated, you ask anyone and they know exactly where they were and what they're doing on that day when he was shot. Yes. I, I mean, I, it's vivid in my memory, and I think I was very, very young then. Wow. But I remember it like it was yesterday. This is what they do. The same thing with the Twin Towers and anything that is at that level, it does, it shocks the person's mind and their nervous system. And when you get a wild shock to your nervous system, it starts to break down your body and your mind. It's a sudden, a violent disturbance of the mind, emotions, or sensibilities. You could have a collapse of your circulatory system by being shocked. Isn't that something? Wow. And it can be caused from severe injury, blood loss, disease, or different things like that. But what we're kind of focusing on in this program is what the Tavistock organization, the Committee of 300, is doing to American citizens. And there's thousands of these big, high-level government institutions, organizations. When you look at all the alphabet soup agencies, Sharon, that are involved in this, from the RAND Corporation, these law foundations, you know, ACLU, you've got all these organizations that are working lockstep. Of course, the United Nations is part of it, like the Federal Reserve. All the U.S. foreign policy making comes under that RAND think tank. So it's not hard to see how all these dots connect to really subjugate the population. It's like that serfdom by stealth. You know, Aldous Huxley said, we will make them love their servitude. And that's exactly what they're doing. And they're using very evil, underhanded methods to do it. And this is kind of where the American people have a problem is that they don't think that their government would do anything bad to them. And it has been documented and researched hundreds and thousands of times, possibly, of our own government testing its own people, which they're still doing today. Our government is not there to protect us. Right. Have you noticed uh, one of the slangs or slogans, and slogans was something that Tavistock really brought to an art, was slogans. Because they know people will pick up slogans like, where's the beef? You know, I mean, <laughs> who could forget that? But here, here's another one. Keep you safe. Keep you safe. They are know what the basic 
person's needs are. And one of the very basic needs of all human beings is security and belonging. And so what do they do is you have to do this. We'll keep you safe. And in every movie you watched, we've noticed throughout the years, it's kind of fun when you can see movies and research them out as you're watching them. Everyone will say, be safe, be safe. It's in there. So they're brainwashing you, keep you safe. I mean, we're here to help you. And then the Um, question becomes, keep us safe from what? But people don't go to that level. People don't even go there. All they hear is keep you safe. So it's like, okay, what's really happens too when you have this constant bombardment of natural disasters. Mm. I looked up, I was doing some research just for fun. And starting in the year 1945, You know, natural disasters like floods and all of that stayed really, really low. I mean, like it's like what, 10? As soon as 1945 came, natural disasters like floods and storms, which goes into the weather manipulation, it went off the charts to over 425 from maybe 10. But see, in 1945, they declared war on America and they have done it using many, many, many things. The number one disasters that they're talking about is drought, extreme weather, earthquakes, hurricanes, solar storms, tornadoes, fire. More people have been killed by tsunamis and floods than ever before. And that's very easy for HARP. You know, they go down and when they did the analysis, it's all at the same level under the earth, you know, 6.0 or what, you know, something like that. It was all the same. And this is the other thing that they do. They bombard us with Super Bowl and Lady Gaga, and they're not telling us what the true dangers are. I mean, they're having whales like 500 up on the beach. I was just reading that the other day, and it's getting worse and worse, and they're not telling people about it because they really want to get rid of 90% of the world's population. So they fill us full of nonsensical, unimportant news that just keeps working on our nervous system and the spirits of fear. And if they can keep us in a state of fear, they have total control of you because fear doesn't act rationally and you can't rationalize with a person when they're in fear and then there's no peace and plus it wears down the body it it does a multitude of things but carolyn leaf you know she did such remarkable work in her books about what you think and how it affects your body i mean it was such marvelous research she did on that that just should encourage everyone you can't afford to be afraid i know my husband did a message on the high cost of fear and he went through and he said people this is what you're paying if you're afraid you know it's like if you go to Kmart and you have to pay $500 for a Kmart shirt, you're going, "Uh, this isn't worth it, you know? And that's what fear is. Fear is buying a $500 shirt at Kmart and it's destroying you. Your kids are hyperactive, the aggressive depression, the drug abuse, decreased immunities. They found in Germany that the education levels went down. And this was like for 40 years afterwards, the height of the children was much smaller. So this is very serious thing. But for Christians, we have a God who is not surprised by all of this. The scriptures say that he is our shield. He is our defender. He is our healer, our protector, our counselor. He'll give us good advice. He will deliver us from fear. He puts the solitary in families, you know, that sense of belonging and people want to be together. The promises that we have in scripture, but people need to realize that this is really only for Christians. So I would encourage anyone that's listening to this program that is full of fear and your life may be falling apart and you just don't know where to turn. I would just encourage you turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, God, help me. I'm losing it, Lord. I want to commit suicide. I've had it. I want to beat the dog. I want to run away and hide. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only person that can help you. And you can have a life that has joy and peace and purpose. But sadly, it's only for Christians. I I hate to sound (laughs) uh, exclusivism or what do they call it? Inclusivism or something. But that's why the gospel is called good news, Sheila. It's good news. And that's what happened to me. My life was falling apart. And I thought, you know what? Help. My prayer was simple. And I just said, help, Lord. I can't do this. My life is just a mess. Please come into my life. Forgive me of my sins and help me. And from that day, little by little, he led me 
And every year, my life has gotten healthier. Our finances have gotten better. And it's not that you don't have troubles and trials, but you're not going through them alone anymore, Sheila. You have the God of the universe there beside you, encouraging you. And you come into a family. You're no longer alone. You have a sense of belonging. Other Christians are your brothers and sisters. That is really the only medicine for the times that we live in. Folks, Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Listen, there are just too many reasons to list why you need to become one of my patrons today. Not only do you get exclusive content, you get access to private Q&As with Sheila and friends, commercial-free content, and so much more when you become a patron member. But you know what a better reason to become a member of patron is? Because you're supporting this broadcast and its efforts to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you partner with me, you become a part of God advancing his kingdom and in the end time harvest of souls that right there is the best reason to get behind this ministry and become one of my patrons let me be your voice in this epic end time battle become a patron today you're watching the Sheila Zielinski show there's a lot of talk about, oh, there's many ways. I mean, we have the Church of Oprah telling us there's many ways to God. I'm going to tell you what God says. He said there's one way. And Jesus Christ took our penalty for sin to the cross of Calvary. And all other roads are dead ends, Sharon. They really are. And one of the things that we have found... A brief side note, Sheila, I don't know if you, were, if you read the thing where a Muslim had a afterlife experience and God had him come back and he was telling all the other Muslims, you are not going to a good place. It is fire and burning in hell. You are not going yeah. to whatever, whatever their heaven is. But I thought, look how merciful God is to show people that what they've been taught was wrong. There is only one way. And yet it's the very thing that causes there to be an uproar. Don't you find that just fascinating? The name of Jesus, it offends people. You can talk about Buddha and Allah. You can quote the Quran on the Oscars. But boy, you don't want to talk about Jesus Christ. He is the rock of offense. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was mentioning to Monty, you know, when people swear, they'll say, oh, JC. Well, I never hear anybody go, oh, Buddha or <laughs> oh, Confucius. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it just shows you who the true God is, right? <laughs> That's just a little side note. I thought that was funny. Well, Sharon, in the waning moments, I'm going to get you to pray for the people to deal with a lot of this disparaging discouragement, all these spirits that are inundating people, tormenting, oppressive spirits, all the spirits that are really causing havoc on people. Let's go ahead now and do that. Sharon, if you would lead us in a prayer, please go ahead. Let's do that. And Sheila, if, you, if there's some that you think of, you just... Just join right with us. But let's start. So, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we just thank you, first of all, for you and being the God of the universe, being in control of everything. Your word says that Jesus Christ holds all things together. That's why we don't have to fall apart or break apart, Lord, because you can hold us together. And Lord, I lift up and I pray for your people. And we come against these spirits of oppression, confusion, disheartedness, all of the post-traumatic stress and the traumas that are just piling on the people and piling on the people. I just command you to release the people now in Jesus Christ's name. You come out of the people and off of the people. You get out now in Jesus Christ's name. All the spirits of demoralizing, just being demoralizing and hopeless and helpless, and you just can't get your footing or you're barren. You just feel like you're walking on ice or just slipping and sliding, and you're just like a little hamster. You're just going faster and faster and faster, but you're getting absolutely nowhere. We just command those cycles to stop now in Jesus Christ's name. I command you to stop going around in circles and not getting anywhere. I command you to stop, and I break the power of that over people's minds now in Jesus Christ's name. I lose a spirit of peace that passes understanding to go now into every person and go from the top of their head to the sole of their foot to go in now and just flood your people with 
peace and sound mind and begin to heal and restore their nervous systems and all their organs that have been damaged by horrible fears and terror and fear of the unknown and fear of being out of control, fear of running out of money, fear I don't know what to do. You just loose that spirit of peace to go in there and start pushing all of those fears and that torment and that bondage again unto fear. I break the power of that three-stranded cord and you come out of the people now. But that spirit that passes all understanding of peace floods your people now, Father, in Jesus Christ's name. I lose hope. I lose encouragement. Father, I ask as they read your word that you would direct them to your promises to preserve us and to protect us and to be our shield against radiation, against everything we eat and everything we drink, that you are our shield, that you are our defender, you are the counselor. If we don't know what to do, we're to come to you. I loose into your people, Lord, all that they need this day to live the life that you've always wanted them to live and give them hope again, Father. Hoping you, if they've been discouraged and disappointed, and if those spirits are trying to separate them from your love and everything trying to separate the people from the love of God, I command you to get out of the people now in Jesus' name. I break the power of the inherited emotional patterns over the people that are just setting them up to repeat their parents' emotions or grandparents' emotions of terror, trauma, paralysis, confusion. You know what they are, Father. I don't even have to name them all, or I don't even have to know all their names. All I have to know is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and He has power and authority over all all the enemy now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, remind the people that there's two angels for every demon. He's outnumbered. We are on the winning team. Just give your people hope and peace and rest today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, Sharon. That was very powerful. And thank you for coming on the program, Sharon. It's a real pleasure. I'm so delighted to be here with you, Sheila. Thank you. Thanks, Sharon. Folks, that was Sharon Mulkey, wife of Pastor Monty Mulkey. He was very much involved in Win Worley, the granddaddy of deliverance. He, he's one of the generals in deliverance, and what a pleasure to have them come on the program. And again, that information's linked on the bio today. That is West Coast Church of Deliverance with Sharon and Monty Mulkey in Montrose, Colorado. We have more fantastic programming to follow in the days to come. Make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, that you are following me on Twitter, and that you do like my Sheila Zielinski Facebook page, as well as if you're on Instagram. You will love some of my memes. I'm Zelinsky Sheila on Instagram. Uh, somebody already has apparently my name. How convenient. At Real Sheila Z on Twitter. Thank you for tuning into the program tonight. We'll see you real soon. Good night and God bless. Hey folks, listen, do you know how vitally important it is that you subscribe, like, and share these videos? Because when you take that simple action, you're helping to boost the show's algorithms. You know what they're doing out there on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. They use AI to monitor and distribute content. So when you do share, like, and subscribe, it helps the show appear in more people's news feeds. And that is important with all this Stasi censorship, isn't it? So by liking and sharing, you're actually taking part, spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, equipping the saints. You're part of that. You become part of the harvesting of souls for God's eternal kingdom. So please, again, take a moment to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Like, share, and subscribe.